1: Good afternoon, gents. I'm very much enjoying your podcast, particularly with the addition of Ellen. Um, I just wanted to confirm Ellen's theory that men don't like being overtaken by women. I certainly experience that on a pretty regular basis on my commute in and out of London, where whenever you pass a guy he will mostly then want to catch you up and attack you particularly traffic lights i find um so irrespective of the speed at which you pass them if they then rejoin you at traffic lights they want to get a jump on you at the lights which i find hilarious and fascinating and never have even the remotest interest in competing with them so yeah just wanted to confirm i have experienced ellen's thing i don't think it's to do with being a pro i think it's just a boy thing
2: It's Lionel Richie, easing you into Friday evening as the dust settles on stage 13 to the Grand Colombier. That's the kind of vibe we're rocking here. It's all night long. Well, actually, it wasn't. It was all afternoon long. And really, when you break it down, quite short. It was only 137.5 kilometres today. Uh, We've got some business to settle. Um, A couple of things, actually. Um, I think uh, it might still be live, the uh, listeners poll. On yesterday's best teammate award, um, that the, that you, the listeners, vote on. My nomination was Guillaume Martin. I got in early doors, and last time I looked, Guillaume Martin was beating Walt van Aert comfortably. David, you chose Wout van Aert, yeah? Uh, I did, yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was on about seventeen percent. Was I? Guillaume Martin, sixty-three percent. Woo!
1: Well Thank done, Guillaume. Thank
3: you,
2: Ellen.
1: Well, he uh, finally
3: uh, wins something.
1: 50, congratulations!
2: Fifteenth in the general classification, and looking forward to. He said, "Bring on the Alps." Said Team Cofidis on their official Twitter feed just now. Oof. Yeah, with a little punch emoji. Guillaume Martin, fifteenth on GC. Bring on the Alps! But yeah, yes. no congratulations to Guillaume Martin. That's a b- major honour in his palmarès. Actually, he's the first winner. Pete, isn't he of a Never Strays Far, a bespoke listener-voted Never Strays Far award?
4: Oh, that's <laughs> a big moment, isn't it?
2: It's huge. Yeah, huge. So that's that business cleared up. Next, we come to the break game. For stage 13. Talk us through that one. But first, all night long.
5: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good intro. Oh, Secondly, had, actually, sorry.
2: But early this morning, David's been it's doing, the, doing up, the tunes. It? it was what set it up. Ellen, did you enjoy the playlist this morning?
3: I loved it.
1: Work? My favourite was Let It Be. Let It Be. Let oh. It Be. Let It
3: Be. What was one you liked, Pete, that already kind of Speaking lifted your mood? Words of Help? Wisdom. Or...
4: Yes, I need somebody help. You were help. listening
3: attentively just to the words
4: Help was, Yeah, it was about I guess No, it was his, his later securities in life
2: Was it? I'm trying
4: uh, to think uh, back Yeah, now, to now
2: I f- those days are gone I feel no, so insecure Oh, yesterday, was it? Was it? Yesterday. it was yesterday Yesterday,
4: yeah oh I've opened up the door so, so I guess it's, yeah He's,
2: he's needing help He's, Ellen, he's you're open to help Ellen, you're a really good singer Go on
1: <laughs> Thank you, thank you
2: That sounded <laughs> no. really good
1: No, no, no I Go can't do this under pressure
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just drifting around in the background. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. So while we're talking, feel and free to the background just,
2: uh, singer. Feel free I've got the headphones on because I can actually listen to We forgot to
3: mention how the podcast started, Ned. With the um what? voice note to just close Oh yeah. yeah. The
2: voice you well remembered. The voice yeah. you heard before the titles was your sister, David. Yes. Frances Miller. Fran, who was um you haven't heard this yet, Ellen, but Fran sent us a voice note. Yeah, Ellen heard it. I oh, yeah, did you hear yeah,
5: it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You sent yeah. it in the group chat. Oh yeah, yeah, of
2: course. Yeah, you group heard up. it. So just totally validating what you were saying, and also thank you to the many people who've contacted us, either on social media uh, or uh, at our email address, saying, "Yep, it's a real thing, and it's all about, it's all about male inferior, inferiority complexes." But I should
3: also tell the little story that my wife Nicole sent of Girona cycling, how she hasn't encountered it. That to the degree. She says, first of all, she doesn't think she's fast enough and people aren't challenged. But one time she latched on to two pros, male pros and over a climb. And they ended up she sat on them the whole way to home where she turned off. And When she turned off, they waved and were really nice. And when she got back to the house, I kind of reprimanded her for doing that and not asking them. And so she went on Twitter, found them and apologized.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I feel that, really bad about that. Yeah, yeah, but that, she yeah, also
3: is, she also said that in Drona, all the men wave and none of the women cyclists wave at her.
1: Yeah, that's strange. That, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a different culture, maybe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I really like it that she apologized for yeah. it because also today I was riding. And again, there were just people just hanging on me. I'm, I feel like I'm a bus driver and just people, they jump on my train and then they get off and then they jump. don't on take a and ticket.
5: No, <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. don't
1: take a ticket. They don't yeah. even say anything. They don't do anything. But I'm very pleased with all the reactions we got. And also uh, it's cool that it's confirmed that it's just well, men who cannot uh, behave. Actually, one, one no. thing with have we <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> not, yeah. only,
4: not only are male cyclists insecure, but men, men, uh, the Beatles, the Beatles, they sang about it <laughs> <laughs> for a start. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think we can.
1: Maybe yeah. every human being can yeah,
5: be insecure.
2: Yeah, yeah. To that, Except yeah. for Tade Pogacha. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Jonas Wiengegaard. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, he's getting oh pretty insecure. No. <laughs> uh, he's <is> pretty <laughs> insecure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, right yeah. now. Um, yeah, so the other business, a uh, break game. The break game. We organized that on the way to uh, the finish. Well, we, just before we were listening to the Beatles, David came on and said, well, didn't come on the air or anything. He just turned around in the car. Didn't even turn around in the car. Just spoke in the car and said, right, break game. When's it going to go? And then we realised a fundamental flaw in our system um, that we have now addressed. And tomorrow it's going to be different. Yeah. So yeah. I opted to select no. Well, you did, Pete. Either way, it wasn't David. No. Pick the first. Again. Philosophy. That's just
3: I knew what I was doing.
2: Yeah. Game <laughs> I, theory. Yeah. Professor I let you guys of Breakenomics first. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, um,
4: my name's David Miller, and I've got a PhD in breakaways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From the
2: University of Utrecht.
4: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> where you, you share an office space also with Dauer von Hunsbe- Hinsbergen, <laughs> who is the uh, ITV geologist who we were talking about earlier. Yeah. who would have got really excited. In fact, he'd be excited oh, sitting that's in where this the co- yeah? now. That's, yeah, where, that that's the where we set the tone, actually. Was a yeah, great wasn't it, invidation. for the day? Yeah. Hmm. What yeah. Did I, I asked you about. Well, we, wrote, we were driving about an hour to the finish line. Quite and subdued, wasn't it? It's quite subdued. Well, we're, we're chilled. Rightly I'd so. I'd done it. I'd, yeah. And we came over the brow of a hill, and we could see in the distance the taller Jura Mountains. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Not the Alps. No. Not the Alps. The Jura Mountains. And um, I like to test you now and then, don't I? You do. So you said, could Ned. you just... Yeah, what did you say? <laughs> I was like, Ned.
4: Because I know you like the Jura Mountains a little bit, or you like talking about them. Or maybe in my subconscious... I just, I've heard you talk about them a lot over the last <laughs> five years. I so said, there's a Jura Mountains Ned. What would you, could
2: you just roll a, you know, a line? Yeah, so I said something like, so over the brow of the hill, we can see the silhouettes of the mighty higher peaks of the Jura Mountains, geologically uh, and historically distinct from the Alpine mountain range, but still in the context of the Tour de France, a foretaste of the great challenges to come for the peloton. Or something like that, I said, yeah? yeah. Which, prompted you, <laughs> which prompted us all to remember ITV's geologist. Uh,
6: hello,
4: and what you do not know about the Jura Mountains <laughs> is one day, actually, there was a meteorite. <laughs> uh, not only a meteorite, but what more importantly, when the meteorite struck, we
2: hit the... <laughs> lo- look at this rock and the dust... Let's talk about the dust, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Very important. He's absolutely brilliant. And then I carried the other line, I think it was so, but uh, but where the magic really lies is deep down inside this mountain. <laughs> and I know a secret way in. Come with me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd walk out of the shop wearing his leather jacket. And we'd dive into a, like a deep cave. And he'd be picking up tiny bits of rock and saying, Imagine a compression pressure that created these tiny little flints of stone 100 <laughs> billion years ago even before phil ligard was commentating
1: <laughs> you almost sound yeah, like yeah. jen's Voigt as well yeah oh
2: Yenzi, yeah. yeah did anyone see jenzy our friend no, no he didn't tell today. me today
1: i look great every day he says she still look great <laughs> okay thank you Girl, Jensie. Yeah.
5: Yeah. so enthusiastic yeah. yeah uh but
2: anyway so yeah we all picked our kilometers and we all picked quite modest ones it's like I think I said 22, I think Ellen came in at 18.5, which was interesting mm-hmm. in the break game. So 0. 0.5 of a kilometre. We didn't know that was allowed until Ellen just declared that it was allowed, <laughs> which made the maths very complicated. <laughs> yeah. uh, Pete came in at 11? 14. 14, yeah. 14. 14. And then David just did the sneaky thing of going, well, I'll just go long, but only by a bit. So he just went 23. 24, well, to my, you went 23. I went 23, you went 24. Yeah. And uh, One, obviously. So but I not almost, by
3: much. No, it was 27 when it went. Yeah. So it was, It's nip and
2: toe. Well, oh, I was closest. Yeah. So tomorrow... Yeah. So well done, David. That's Thank two, you. two wins out of two in the break game for you. Yeah. Um, one win for Guillaume martin in the teammates of the uh, stage for stage 12. And now we come to the next listener's vote. Um, so today's category is the best blowout on stage 13. The best blowout. I've got two nominations. I'll pick one of them, but would anyone else like to go first?
1: I find it hard to find them today. Actually, I expected more.
2: Yeah, that was kind of the very nature of the race.
3: I'm going to get mine in quickly. Uh, Soler. Oh, yeah, good yeah. one. Yeah, but I, I also, I saw. I saw
1: the only one I saw was Soler. But then yeah. he blew, blew out and then he, he tried to get back on again. Did you see that? That's
3: yeah. true. That wasn't a very good block.
1: So then, I mean, that's I, not really.
3: Somebody could go Kelderman because he looked really bad. Yeah. When he just pulled the pen. Well, are you going to go Soler
2: or Kelderman or what? What are you going to go? Oh, I said it. I can't back out Yeah, you can't back out now. You said Soler. I was was going Quinton Pache. You're going to go Quinton Pache? Quinton, not Quinton. Quinton Pache. Quinton Pache. Pache.
4: Yeah. Because he just hit that climb like it was four kilometers long. Yeah. And then just completely blew the doors off.
2: Yeah. Quinton Pache, that's a good one. Ellen?
1: Yeah, so the only one I saw was Solaire, really. But then, uh, yeah, I didn't see Wout van Aert blow up, but blow out, blow up, blow up, blow up. up. Yeah, but he wasn't there at all. From the beginning, he was dropped already. So,
2: yeah, it's kind of a blow up.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't looking very spectacular. But yeah, yeah, somebody that I definitely expected more from.
2: Okay, well, your nomination is Wout van Aert, which makes him nominated twice in two days, which is quite special. Well. I've got two nominations but I have to pick one of them. I could have gone for Adrien Petit who was in a chasse of his life having been dropped by the breakaway in the company of Kierse Boll but he carried on and Kierse Ball sat up and it was going nowhere and the faces he was pulling were quite spectacular. Mm -hmm. But Adrien Petit is one of those riders who even when he's on a really good day and going well he's pulling faces like he's about to die anyway. Um, Bjerg. Who? Bjerg star. Yeah, Bjerg. Exactly. One of those. But instead my nomination goes right at the beginning of the breakaway today when 20 riders were up the road one rider from a team with no representation in the breakaway decided to go and left it too late and tried to get across a minute gap and that rider was coffee brian coca um we didn't actually see the blow up moment per se but i just like the prolonged uh, the prolonged sense of a big blow up and in particular the fact that he had chosen um to have wear a special bespoke Bastille Day tricolor helmet uh, to be you know represented in the breakaway, and it, he couldn't quite get it there. So I'll go for Brian Coquart for my up. Nice so one. just to recap, your nominations are Marc Solaire of UAE Team Emirates, Wout van Arts of Jumbo-Visma, Quentin uh, Pacher that's Pete's choice of groupama Jeux and another Frenchman on Bastille Day, Brian Coquard of Team Coffidis, and if I remember to do it. I will put a poll uh, that you can reply to on our Twitter feed at Never Strays Far. Well, that was a good <laughs> pod. Um. <Yep. laughs> <See you tomorrow>. <laughs> <laughs> good one. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny one to commentate today, David, wasn't it? A little bit. It was because yeah. I think we, I we had, we had to do it all. Rendell was up the mountain. Yeah,
3: so it's a big shift for Ned. But also, I think the fact that that breakaway we. Thank goodness, majority of the people that watch the ITV show watch the highlights because they didn't get us to get us all for hours or two hours talking about how that breakaway was had no chance. to fail and what a futile Absolutely effort. No was. Cho- had no That's chance. A good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're going to look like uh, we don't have to kind of we don't. We look like crap. Yeah, they'll edit yeah. that bit that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we UAE kind of it looked like they had it all under control and they were going to go for the stage win and the break was gone and then the final climb ended up just being as if they were in the yellow Jersey controlling the race and their tactics only made sense after the finish line. Yeah. Which is, it kind of caught us all out, yeah. but yeah, great riding. Yeah. I think tally Pogaccia just, it's so, I mean, it's kind of Pogaccia's, they know Jonas Fingergar's weakness now. The only thing with which they can guarantee Pogaccia can beat him in is the violent acceleration kind of within sight of the finish line kind of so I mean, you said it when you're doing your punditry, um, Pete, and you're talking through it. It's wild how deep he can go for so long. That sprint he does is, I mean, how long was that? 40 seconds, 50 seconds? Yeah, maybe a little bit less, but. It's 450 meters he went. It was, yeah, yeah. On 10%. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. It's full, uh,
1: just looking at it, you think, ah, it hurts almost looking at it. And then yeah. imagine how Wingard must feel in his wheel. Like, does he ever stop?
4: <laughs> but I guess David, what you're sort of alluding to there is, you can't make that acceleration with 12k
3: to go from the finish because it doesn't no, no, work exactly. And if he does the kind of his normal attack, Vingegaard can go with it every time and just sits on his wheel because he's riding defensively, and yeah. potentially can counter attack. But he knows 100% he can distance him in that so, kind of so that short period me, of time. For me to
4: Vingegaard to win the tour, he needs to attack Pagaccha you know, with the majority of the climb left or put them under pressure from, you know, a, a distance from the finishing line. Yeah. Because if it carries on like this, then there's only one winner. There's only one winner. Here. Yeah. And now it's become clear actually, because there's been a lot of talk about the tactics, team tactics, how they're rising. It's flipped from one team to the other, you know, taking it on from UAE and Bill Bilbao in the early stages to Jumbo Visma on the Tourmalet stage to today yeah. where, you know, They thought, Jumbo Visma, that UAE were going for the stage win to get those bonus seconds, but
3: actually, it is quite clear that.
1: Jumbo
4: Visma
3: kind of fell to pieces today.
1: Yeah. Yeah, or do you think they kind of took it a little bit easier today and they Ah, put all their cards on tomorrow? Potentially. I mean, maybe. From my experience. Well,
2: you could argue that with Wout, definitely. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure Wilco Keldeman was taking it easy.
4: From my experience of riding for a, a GC team who are used to controlling and riding for the yellow jersey when you don't have to do that and you're not on the front and the pace is being dictated to by someone else it's really difficult yeah you know when you're a whole team on the front of the peloton and you know exactly how you ride and you're dictating the pace it, you're so motivated but when you're sort of like 10 15 wheels back and you're asking yourself the questions and you're playing mind games with yourself it's 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 really difficult it's a and difficult place to it, yeah, be yeah it is yeah
2: yeah. yeah. Two, two random factors that remain in the race just to throw into the mix. This is proper kind of punditry we're doing here. This is yeah, a real race. That's good yeah, though. Was, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's interesting. I mean, what a Tour de France. Nine seconds after 13 stages. What a Tour de France. thought last year was good. This is shaping up to be just as good, if not better. But it could all change. Um, and two things that could change it, potentially in favour of Pogacar, but also potentially in favor of Vingegaard, I would suggest are one, so tomorrow is a descent to the finish line over the top of the final climb. Now, who's the better descender? You still think his finger, is, I, I don't g- believe that. Yeah, I agree with David. Okay. So does that ruin but, your whole- uh, I don't I think, think no, no, that's going to come into I don't, come think, come there's into much, either, I don't think there's much in it, David, but I yeah. just, I think back to last year and that crash, you know, Vingegaard was putting him under pressure yeah. there. And it's like I'm clutching at straws, slightly. But you know, Vingegaard's got to work with what he's got, and that would be a moment. And we did see some evidence of it. Can't remember which stage it was. Earlier on in the race,
3: off the tourmaline. Off you the tourmaline. Yeah.
2: You didn't. Yeah, you didn't seem to see what I thought I saw, which was no. just, just a little bit of hesitation. Yeah, but
3: you
4: also thought he had a sore wrist. Which yeah. Obviously
2: doesn't. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. You okay. you willfully misinterpreted. I said. I thought he was doing cinema about uh, having a sore uh, wrist. Okay. Two I completely different things. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just to you know, just to stand corrected. But so there's that, which yeah. may or may not be a thing. I don't know. But also the the slight unknown of look, the t- of the time trial.
4: Look how far people have parked know, away from. Mad. Me. Yeah, we're
2: actually in our first Tour de France traffic jam sort of thing, which is incredible since it's stage 13. Mm. It's like Glastonbury. The in in Tour de France. France. Um, the slight unknown of the time trial.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: Is that a slight unknown? Like, I mean, one of them is going to one of them is going to put time into the other, and I or not or not. (laughs) It's really like, and does it? Is Jonas less of a?
4: My gut says pog. For the time, my gut says pog as well
3: He's just looking so good. I mean, it seems, we spoke about it in commentary, that Jumbo-Visma came in kind of anticipating Pogacar being not at peak in the first week because of his kind of absence from racing since Liege-Bastogne-Liege. So went all in on the Pyrenees, expecting to deliver the death blow there. And that's why they took the Tourmalé on so much, especially after Marie Blanc attack. Yeah. But perhaps, well, obviously, didn't expect Pogacar to be as good as he was in Tourmalet, And now it's completely flipped. And they're just kind of, this is the worst case scenario because now Pogaccia is getting better. And He's with that,
4: I guess the next question is have Jumbo Visma come in too hot? Yeah. Their domestics, you True. Know, flying, ready to go. Yeah. And are they starting to, you know, on a slight downward trajectory? The other question.
1: Or did they save their energy for tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bold, a great race.
2: Yeah. It's a great yeah. race. It's a really good race. But it is a little bit of a one-dimensional race at the moment in terms of there's no kind of like intrigue in the King of the Mountains competition for me at the moment. Tomorrow's the day, Tomorrow isn't it? Tomorrow changes, doesn't it? Tomorrow it must yeah. change.
3: So I can't see Powerless going up the road. He just doesn't seem to want to. just doesn't seem to be able to. <laughs>
2: doesn't, yeah. yeah. Either that. Uh, yeah.
3: by name. Powerless by nature.
2: Oh, nice, Pete. Very good. <laughs> very That's good. very good. And the green jersey is sort of sewn up and the white jersey is Pogarchers. Um, but the stage win battle was amazing today.
5: Oh, wow,
3: Kriakowski was just phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, Wow. Phenomenal. That was epic. That was uh, wisdom. Because as you say, Pache hitting out to the bottom. James Shaw, great ride. Great ride. Yeah. Great I've, ride asked him for a, I've asked him to do a voice out. note. So if yeah. there is
2: a voice note at the end of this podcast, it belongs to James Shaw. It might go into tomorrow mornings. We'll see. Yeah.
3: But um, there was a the way Kriakowski just sort of... and When he started the climb, he started to ride the whole climb. It was so yeah. Ineos, uh, yeah. Team Sky actually. Yeah. Wasn't it? The just way pegged them away. The just it? brought them back. But he only lost, well, he lost three minutes to Pogacar on that climb. Um, but there was only about fifth, like 20 other guys, maybe th- maximum 30, who actually put time into on the final climb. Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. Let's not forget in 2013, he was like ninth on GC. Yeah. Fact.
1: And he yeah. had the best legs of his life today. The best legs of his life. And
3: also, hats off, I think the greatest. Blow up in history was Kwiatkowski. Yeah, yeah. Glasses yeah. off. Threw his glasses. <laughs> then came to a standstill. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Look that up, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> that was the blow up to beat all blows. And off. also,
2: Mihai Kwiatkowski has got a chapter three Brompton, hasn't he? He, he does have a
3: chapter three Brompton. Oh him wow. And his wife. Yeah. He got he, two. He also I, yeah, Hoover's he the uh,
4: Team Sky Oh. He what? Hoover's Team
3: Sky boss.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. nice. Sorry. Does he? Yeah.
5: Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
3: And he also makes earphones.
1: And he makes yeah. earphones. And he makes
3: the, well, the...
1: So much fun facts The radios everywhere.
4: Yeah. It's like were, little yeah. wout.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he can do yeah, anything. So he
4: we went and bought... Yeah, I don't know if we've said it already, but... No,
2: I don't think we did. I think we said it off-pod, off eight,
4: eight ear, like, Apple... Earbuds. Earbuds. And soldered the cable, like, the the normal cable that goes to the... Whatever, whatever they usually use from the team radio to
2: the Apple earbud because the quality, is, the sound quality is better.
4: Uh, I don't
3: know. I just <laughs> well,
2: must some, something
3: to do like, basically. <laughs> something to board in a training board at altitude. I'll Maybe, be honest, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. know how to do that. I wouldn't no. either, but it says it all, doesn't it? Yeah.
5: How, I mean,
2: how would yeah. you even open the earbud?
3: Like, in
4: San Jose, he bought um, the latest iPad for the team bus so they could all stream music off one device and it wasn't a case of changing phones and who's going to play music, so they have like an iPad for the bus now that Kierkowski bought so that's that's a source of music just to simplify everything says a lot about him
1: it does actually doesn't yeah. it yeah and like it's, a, it's a good idea because these radios that you carry with you as a rider it's so old school
3: mm. yeah they're terrible aren't they well they were yeah, they're doing, heavy and with the wire the and trigger. this
1: earpiece and it just sucks
2: yeah 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 is it like the sort of kit that you could get from a branch of a, a, a supermarket Remem- well, remember the
4: smell of soldering and dt in like year nine or ten yes when you, oh how good was that
2: soldering yeah, yeah.
4: when you when you use that solder iron for the first time brilliant
2: so excited. i also, wonder who does
4: it on training camps on his board
2: also quite fun to experiment and other things that yeah. weren't on the curriculum so you can try and solder <laughs> i don't know belongings of whoever's sitting next to you in the class can't <laughs> you <laughs> solder, 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 through, closed. solder through trousers <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: Um. On radios, you know, I was thinking about this and I was going to bring it up in commentary, but then we went off on a break or something is, you know, we're we're kind of being critical of the banality of the messaging is I think it just is banal because when radios first came on, uh, like early 2000s, kind of across the board, you'd have certain teams that would scan and kind of listen to other teams. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. And I, I remember one team particularly started doing that was obviously Postal and Brunel, <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, so then everyone got paranoid. And I think that paranoia remains that kind of radios, you can't ever disclose too much because there's always somebody listening.
1: Yeah, but now they know that everybody's listening.
3: Yeah, now they know. Sorry, I mean, but my point being that nature was already there. Okay. I'm yeah. not saying it's just the TV it's on TV. It's just amped it up a little bit more. Yeah. I think there is a fundamental paranoia about it's conveying true. too much, sharing too much on radio.
2: Pete, you you're the only one here who is a DS and uses a radio in some races. What do you reckon? Uh,
3: yeah, a bit of both. I mean,
4: there's only so much you can say on a radio to begin with. But yeah, when it comes down to team tactics and how they play out during the stage, obviously you're going to, you know, keep that you know, hold back a bit, yeah, in case anyone hears it on TV. But yeah, I mean,
2: there was, a, there was a brilliant bit of team radio they cut up really early on, just after the flag dropped. That was obviously on a delay. So I think it happened in the neutralized rollout. Um, and it was Total Energie. And it was a director sportif If you who said the first bit in English and then the second bit, the same thing in French. And it was kind of translated, said the same thing twice appeared on the caption, which was, um, so we understand that uh, UAE team Emirates are going to control the bunch, but that doesn't change our plan. We stick to our plan. I don't know what the plan was, <laughs> but we stick to our plan. Uh, but the UAE are going to take control today for the stage. But we'd stick to our plan. Like that in two different languages. And then there's a pause. And then you hear one rider's voice go, sorry, who? I don't understand.
5: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the jury, so
2: there's a little pause and the director's sports chief went, U-A-E. <laughs> <laughs> it is
5: very I penal. guess if
4: one thing it's cleared up is the fact that radios have no sort of yeah. say in the end result of the bike race, which was sort of ludicrous journalism in the first place, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Finally, we can just draw that line under the sand.
2: That's a really good point. Yes. That's a Pete. very good point, Pete. Well mm. done. Mm. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah, it's a really good point. Yeah. It's <sighs> yeah. um, a big traffic jam. Oh, this is chaos, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a mood killer, isn't it? Mood hoover. Yeah. 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 We're, we're heading into the Alps. True. And this is more familiar territory for you, isn't it, Ellen? You seem to know the Alps quite well. But mm. like you were talking about Lake Annecy, and which was the lake you rode around today?
1: Uh, Lac du Gourmet, I think. I'm not sure, but I went to Mm Aix-le-Bain. My friends is not great. Yeah, I recently was on a holiday in uh, Bourg-Saint-Maurice. You know this place? Yeah. But you go there on Wednesday, I think. And then I, I left already back home. But um,
2: Amazing. Ellen knows our itinerary even after she <laughs> left.
1: And we don't even know where <laughs> we're going to tonight, really. But yeah. I tried to do some homework. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I also know the region of Châtel pretty well. But we go to Morzine now. I've yep. been there once, but I don't know the area so well. <coughs> where do Dutch folk go on their holidays? Yeah. A lot go to the Alps, I yep. think. Most of them go to France somewhere and the uh, Pyrenees also. Yeah, they like to drive pretty far because it's like 12 to 15 hours in the car, I think, to get there. Yeah, but that's
2: my impression is that most... Yeah, it's interesting. You don't tend to jump on an airplane and go to Spain or whatever or... or, They don't have the channel. No, but the Germans do. They, they'll jump on a plane and go to Gran Canaria yeah. and kind of Mallorca and places, weren't they? And
3: Maybe they just don't like driving other places because there's speed limits.
1: How uh, they like to, <laughs> to take their caravans, you know? I don't the know. Dutch. Yeah, yeah, like, their, uh, yeah. So to, to go camping and it's harder when you go by plane.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah. I used to go to a campsite in Brittany every single year when my kids were young after the Tour de France. It's great with kids. Oh, it's fantastic. And there's a beautiful campsite, uh, but we were like the only British people who kind of went there. Everyone else was Dutch, which is kind of cool. I like that because they're lovely yeah. people. Um,
1: I have a little bit of the camping feeling here with the, with the media village and the, the showers that are there and uh, yeah. bringing your towel. And, oh, yeah.
2: by the way, it's years since I've used the showers in the zone technique, but you use them every day after your ride. Yeah, um,
1: they only have men showers.
2: Yeah, it's everyday sexism on the Tour de France. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what are they like? Are they OK?
1: Yeah, they're good. I think uh, Pete also tried them today because uh. Pete ran his dreams today,
3: right? Oh, yes, yeah. oh. 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 <laughs> dr- nice. oh. he ran oh. nice. his dreams. That reminds nice. me, yeah. Pete. Nice. Sports Tours International got in touch with me. No, wait. And wait. This is going to be amazing. Oh, this is God. good. I don't know if I'm ready for it. They can <laughs> get us places <laughs> mm-hmm. um, at oh, so Valencia. All oh, right. Which is flat, That's pan flat. Right. Or wait for it. Athens
4: Ooh, and the marathon.
3: Well that's where it originates from. Yes, yeah. it didn't yeah. finish in the Olympics, sort of the original Olympic. Oh my word. Yeah. Oh, cool. What so date is it? Athens? That's in December. December. Oh perfect. Yeah. Let's do it. You imagine us running the marathon. The actual marathon. <laughs> oh your face <laughs> is lighting up. <laughs> like that's, a dreamer. That like is, like is, a dream that is David, run your dreams.
2: Have you ever read the book um what I talk about when I think what I talk about when I talk about running? Oh, by, by Haruki Murakami. Um,
3: no, I haven't. I've got it, but I never read it. So, it's
2: kind of interesting, but kind of not. But the because <laughs> I'm not entirely sure it means that much. But the best bit of it is only a short book is when he because he's an obsessive runner. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he'd get up even into his older age. He'd you know, run two hours in the morning before he sits down to write. And the first marathon he ever rode, r- sorry, uh, ran. He ran the marathon uh. in Greece. He flew from Japan to Greece, and he did it in the in the height of summer. And uh, basically, had, it was like you and me t- r- trying to ride our Bromptons to Fino Emerson, all sorts of kind of like, you know, everything went physiologically wrong for him and all that. And it's just a massive a road with kind of lorries with, uh, banging up in uh, So absolutely horrific and miserable experience. It's got a name written all over it, Pete. But I th- I'm sure it's a beautiful route. Yeah. Really. yeah. Well, yeah, okay. back,
4: back to the showers. Uh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> First time
4: I've had a shower. In the zone
2: technique,
5: really? Oh, in, right. my in the
4: zone technique. In the history of my... ever? Yeah, ever. Wow. Huh.
2: Yeah. Boardman used to use them. Every, Chris Boardman used to use them every day, and I used to quite often ride with Chris or do runs. Uh, we, we used to go running together quite a lot, and I remember there was one, there was one occasion I was showering in the cubicle next to him, and it's Ellen. There's quite a lot to think about, isn't there? Because do these showers have like a, a push button that is on a timer?
1: No so like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah? is, yeah.
2: So you have to, and it's like quite short, right? 20 seconds. Quite short. Yeah. Yep. So there's that. And then you have to think about where am I going to put my clothes that's and the side. That's an towel. important question because well, there's, there's like not like a lot more, whole
1: lot of room. It's really
2: <laughs> tight. So I've got to, I don't want that to get wet, uh, that bit dry. And then his, and then you shower gel and all that. So it's really technical. You're full on concentrating. <laughs> and I remember Chris just like descending at a series of things went wrong for him. At the same time, he slipped up, he banged his head. And then all his clothes got um, wet and Aww. like within, like it was just a sort of domino effect of chaos. I'm dying. <laughs> and I was Talk, roaring with love. Talking
4: to Chris Bourbon, I am absolutely dying for Nate. Uh, I almost put your two names together. then, uh, for David, <laughs> David to do, to finish his 360 cam, stood to camera with his factor bike, chapter three kit, fully on show. And be like, well, that was the grand Columbia anything could happen
2: back to the studio i'm david i'm david miller
5: that Chapter was your 360. 360.
4: yeah and at it. boardman used to always get the boardman bike in didn't he? completely Yes, yeah, yeah. so, so, <laughs> he used to stand there sort of hand on saddle and handlebar he had a
3: cameraman yeah on a segway you just no yeah
4: david did you
2: did your recon on
1: an iphone I did on
3: an iphone today <laughs> oh it was an iphone <laughs> yeah because yeah. the 360 didn't work it's pretty well good, fair play david thank yeah. you pete yeah, I, had to, I had to improvise improvise
1: yeah, you didn't even breathe riding up this, this team Well you land. know. Yeah, we know. We know, we know, yeah, we
3: know. Yeah. Just it's a walk in the park.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, twelve thirteen K and bank for me today. It's a mm. big step forward. Yeah. Coming for you, David. I'm joking. Yeah. We're a
2: partnership. Yeah. Oh so Athens marathon, that's mm. it. came on. Do we know what date in December? Uh hang on, I'll tell you. Twenty fifth. <laughs> 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 uh well, this is good podcasting as David looks scrolls through his uh, messages. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I'm going to guess. Let's guess. Go on, make a game of it. Twelfth. Twelfth. Yeah, I it it's the seventeenth. It's the 5th of fifth
3: of December. Oh no, sorry, no, it's not. It's t- oh no, Athens is the twelfth of November. Oh, oh. Valencia is that's the third of December. Than. Valencia is third of fine, December. That's fine. Twelfth of November. That's fine. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. I heard
1: it's a pretty hard one though. It's not. It's, it's not a not fast one. But that's no, okay. Not that's fine. That's we're, fine. Not, we're not in it
4: for the time.
3: No, we're here for the memories. making memories
1: hashtag Hashtag making memories creating creating memories creating memories
3: yeah Yeah. that's how we roll
4: globally yours as Turkish Airlines
1: yeah
4: (laughs) (laughs) once (laughs) once (laughs)
2: hashtag all right we've got an hour and 33 minutes and our arrival time has slipped by half an hour already because this is the Alps and apparently this is where people like to watch the Tour de France I have no idea why they do this by the way but um, they're messing up our evening
0: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
6: Uh, good afternoon. Oh, it's probably more like good evening now, isn't it? Good evening, boys. Yeah. What a what a fiery day out it was. Um, I mean, just making the breakaway was 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 hard we were rolling through 20 guys doing <laughs> over 60k an hour, and still being told that three guys from UAE were chasing us, but they were rapidly popping. Um, we had four minutes at the bottom of the climb, which is on the limit of yeah, being caught, and uh, bittersweet really, because obviously I'd love to have been able to have finished it off like uh, Krytovski did, but uh, you're the best man won on the day, and uh, you know go back, recover now, and uh, try again. Try again tomorrow, try again Sunday, try again in a couple of days and uh yeah, really push the the nail home now of these last uh, last week and a half of the of the tour.